All right, so this is the time of year where obviously everyone's talking football, 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 except for this this period of time right now. I normally wouldn't even talk about this, but I finally at the age of 46 have decided enough is enough. It's time somebody explains baseball to me, not the sport itself, but the money aspect. How does all this work? We've got Eno Saris with us. Oh, my coworker at the Athletic. Look at me with having coworkers. Uh, welcome, by the way. I'm I'm stoked for you to do this. Have you ever explained something to someone as dumbing it down for dummies? Because that's what I need you to do for here. For well, today. it is the holidays, right? And then <laughs> yeah, everyone's right. like, "Oh, you write about baseball," and then yes, yeah, so I spend the next twenty minutes explaining everything. <laughs> at twenty, well, twenty minutes. I hope we can do that <laughs> period of time because obviously, right now we're we're watching monster contracts. We're on the verge of a lockout. All of these things are happening. And for those of us who casually only turn in during the World Series, I think we've all had the same question: How? So. These contracts are monster, monster. Max Scherzer to the Mets. These are monster deals. He's not exactly young. But then we see empty seats at stadiums, and then the owners claim they're poor. Mm-hmm. Can you please explain to me the finance part of all of this? Uh, you know, I think the one thing is that the players don't trust the owners when they say they're poor. <laughs> um, that's that's and fair. If you, <laughs> and if you look at national TV contracts and local TV contracts, they should pay for most of the payroll before uh, the, before you get a fan in the turnstile. So, you know, I really? think that, yeah, so that, that part doesn't ring true to me, but what's also interesting about baseball uh, compared to other sports is, you know, like when you come in, in basketball, um, your rookie, you you have a rookie contract, right. And you have right. a rookie contract in football and they're always like uh, smaller than you could get. If you prove you're a veteran, you're good, you're a star or whatever. However, in baseball, that difference between your rookie contract and what you get later is just broken. <laughs> it's so bad. You right. come into baseball and you make 500000 a year. And I know, like, I don't make 500000 a year. But- no, by the way, let's just preface all of this with it's Monopoly money. We know right, that. Right. So don't think we're insensitive. <laughs> okay, go. <laughs> but compared to like, you know, uh, compared to like a first round draft pick in basketball, that's that's not much at all. You know? Right. And then, uh, you know, and it, and it starts at the draft, too, in baseball, where they go to the minor leagues and they get paid as little as 6000 a year and 12000 a year. You need and more income, right? Like, you can't even, you're paying to play. People have side jobs. Yeah. That's insane. So, uh, that doesn't usually happen to a first rounder because they'll get a bonus. But, you know, you could be a second, third, fourth rounder, you know, and not have, not come from means. And, yeah, you'll have a second job. Uh, then you get to the big leagues. Your first three years make five hundred thousand a pop, and that changes your life. But it also isn't what you're worth. So, like Fernando Tatis Jr., star, probably top five player in the big leagues, he's making five hundred thousand like everybody else in the first three years, and that allows the owners um, to kind of keep costs down. And that also is why you pay Max Scherzer, you know, forty a million, forty million a year for three years. Because he's proven who he is. He's a veteran, and you also have some other guys on your team that are making 500000 and that's how you kind of add it all up. Or if you're the Tampa Bay Rays, almost everybody's on the league minimum, and you only spend you know, 30 or $40 million for your entire payroll. Okay, so that's this is where I get confusing, or I get confused, is the Max Scherzer. And by the way, nothing against Max Scherzer. Get every penny that you can get. Mm-hmm. But when you look at the amount of money that he's making, and I guess, what was it, three other teams as of right now, the entire roster is less than his deal. Yeah. Not even close, actually. That's one player on a pretty big roster. Yeah. How, and I understand that some are going to be minimums, but to me it just feels like this constant treading of water that will always catch up to you. and 
and this is a machine that they made. I mean, it's sort of like you made your bed, now you're lying in it. Mm. How do you, there's no going back, right? I feel like with A-Rod, that started the whole, <gasps> and it's never gone back since. This is right. it forever? Like, this is how we're going to do baseball? Yeah, well, you know, it's funny they bring up A-Rod because the deal that he signed in Texas, so they signed Corey Seager to a 10-year and $325 million contract just now, and everyone's like, oh, it's A-Rod part two. What's funny is it's been a lot of time since A-Rod. So this is actually like 30% less than what A-Rod did if you kind of convert the money. Okay. So, you know, there you know there has been that, that what seems like astronomical growth, but in some ways we have not, uh, the, the crazy salaries have not gotten crazier. Now, yes, Scherzer is a big deal. That's, you know, the breaks the record for the average annual value. It's like $45 million a year. The reason why it's so big is because it's so short. And, you know, okay. if you going to if you're going to pay Robbie Ray for five years and one hundred and fifteen, like, you know, the Mariners did, then, you know, that's five years. And if he if he like if he stinks, then you <laughs> then you've got like four more years. You got to pay him. You know what I mean? Uh, whereas Scherzer is like proven he won't stink. The only thing that is really an issue is if he gets injured and it won't. It won't kill the Mets for like a long time. It won't be like the end of the Albert Pujols deal in Los in, in Anaheim was a difficult one for 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 the Angels because he was making you know twenty five thirty million a year right. and he and he wasn't worth that and they were locked in for like five six more years. So that's not gonna happen with Scherzer and that's like why some teams are really into these short term high average annual deals like Scherzer. and that's why when we see Scherzer's age people aren't freaking out like you would necessarily like if that had been an eight-year deal people yeah, would have freaked out that wouldn't have made any sense yeah it's, and then you would have been stuck you've been hamstrung and, and it doesn't make any sense but and then it's Mets being Mets and we don't want to go down that road because <laughs> I, you know I, I root for the Mets secretly sometimes <laughs> I don't want them no, to I, always I, be the punchline I line. honestly I love the Scherzer deal I think the Starling Marte four years that was a good deal I don't love every single deal they made but I think that they have the buying power to do that and they should do that um, you know, because, you know, the big market teams should act like big markets. What happened is they put in a luxury tax uh, in, in baseball. And it's not as it's not as crazy as basketball where there, there's like a kind of a hard cap. It's supposedly just like if you go over, you just have to pay extra. Um, people have been treating it like a cap. You know, the Yankees yeah. really retreated from their spending ways. They, they've been having they've been staying under the cap. Um, under the tax and the Dodgers were the only team that really have gone over a lot but look at how much success the Dodgers have had like I think it's a good idea you try to bring in good prospects you try to develop your players and while you're doing that you spend at the top and but I can hear you a little bit it can you can start to chase yourself a little bit where you're like oh well that free agent didn't work out let's go get another one right <laughs> and you're already paying like three guys that don't even they're not there and yeah it, you know what it is it's like I'm having flashbacks to college when you were trying to budget and then you didn't really know what budget meant and then you would get in debt on your credit card and then Got you'd be like, well, credit card. <laughs> Yeah, you're like, I'm already this much in debt. What's another $5,000 that I can't pay? So and that's they used the to sort have of like those people oh. like, they, you know, like sitting there by the, by the, by the yes. bookstore, like just, hey, get a new card. Oh, you're they like, got me. Sure. They got me hard. Yeah. I was like, dad, guess what? I need this. He's like, for what? I was like, I don't know. I got a credit card. Why do you have a credit card? You don't have a job. Oh, okay. I could have been a baseball owner. Fair like, I point. really good. <laughs> I, know. I just keep spending money. You, you mentioned the Rangers. They spent, what was it? $556 million on three dudes. Yeah. Um, obviously, they've been bad for quite a few years now. It, is this a good move, in your opinion? Is this the way to fix things? 
Um, I, I like it uh, because the rest of their team is so cheap and they now have to, the, the thing that's tough about it is you look at you you mentioned this when you said large roster, right? Like you said that about Max Herzer. It's like, you look at the ranges, you're like, well, now you guys are okay. <laughs> God, that's depressing. It is. $556 million. And now you're okay. Uh, they still need uh, probably like a starter or two. Um, they And what they really need is for all those cheap players to become good players. And ah. so, you know, they're. I think what they're trying to do is buy ahead of their prospect cycle. So they've got some prospects that are coming good third baseman, James Josh Young. They've got, you know, they've got guys that they think will be really good. Now what will make this team good is, okay, we have Corey Seager, we have Marcus Simeon, and boom, these young, cheap $500,000 guys are popping now. And that's, how, you know, that's how it, but they also had to do something because it's been a while in Texas. Yeah. It's and then, been a yeah while. I feel like they, we keep saying that ballpark's new, but I feel like it's been a minute for a lot of cool things <laughs> to have happened anywhere close to that. Has there been any deal so far that has shocked you, maybe good or bad or both? I was a little surprised that a team went to six years and $140 million on Javier Baez. And it's unfortunate that I have to take the stance because I love watching him. He's a really exciting player. Uh, he may, he's like one of the greatest taggers in the history of the, of the sport. And he's he comes up in big moments and he's really fun. But he also uh, has a really poor plate approach. And he doesn't he swings at balls all the time. And that particular skill ages really badly. Um, it's kind of why Josh <laughs> Hamilton's career ended really early. It's like why Pablo Sandoval fell off. Like if you swing at pitches outside the zone, it's not a good way to make your business. And so them having putting a sixth year on there, I just feel like he, he might not be a starter at the end of that. So, so when you say that, this is what I think also shocks me a little bit. You say that like very matter of fact, nonchalant. And yet the people whose job it is to analyze and decide on who to give all this money to, they don't see the same thing or do they just throw caution to the wind and say, screw it. We'll take our chances. Maybe on this guy, that won't be the case. All right. So let me, okay. I'll take the other side of the guys in the room that are discussing this, the people in the room that are discussing this in Detroit. So the other side is he's a plus defender. And so even as the offense goes down, you, you, you think you're just going to get that value out of having a, an actual shortstop. However, you know, there are very few shortstops over 30. Brandon Crawford was the only guy over, over 32 last year. So, you know, it's kind of rare to stay shortstop very long. But let's say you think he's such an outstanding defender there, he'll be a, he'll be a shortstop all the way through this deal. So if he is a good defensive shortstop all the way through this deal, then even if he has a 250 OBP and, you know, only right. hits you 25 homers a year, He's still going to be probably, and then you're also you have another guy in the room saying, well, with inflation and you know with the way that money's going into the game, and the next time we sign a TV deal, like you know this will you know the production will be worth this, and so he will be an average shortstop, uh, you know, near the end of his deal, and that'll actually still be worth twenty five million dollars a year. So is baseball in the same boat as, and I mean, I watch NFL and I watch all the streaming services kind of start throwing all their hats in the rings and who knows where all of this ends up in the end, but is baseball in that conversation as well? Like, do they stand to make more money as the streaming services enter? I, I think that all sports are on a precipice right now. I think that it's really hard to say for sure what's going to happen. Right. Because they are, they, you know, they have a game on YouTube, right. And they have, mm -hmm. you know, they, everyone's trying to do that, but, and they have deals with Hulu and stuff, but the real money has always been the cable like the local cable the regionals, channel, yeah. the regional yeah. channel. And Shout out Yes Network. 
Yeah, and we're hearing that like Sinclair might go bankrupt. Uh, yeah. And they have, I don't know, like 40 team sites, you know, across the different sports. Yep. If they go bankrupt, those that's like that's like if you have a if you have a budget, right? You have you get a hundred or so million dollars uh from the national TV deal. So uh the postseason uh, you know, hmm. ESPN, Fox, they're giving you you know, maybe a hundred million. The local deals range from, you know, maybe on the low side fifteen, twenty million a year to like fifty, sixty, seventy, or you own your own, like like yes, right? Right. Um but if that if the forty teams suddenly aren't getting twenty five million dollars a year, ooh, yep, and you know where they'll take it from is probably you know the players, you know, and then they'll they'll just go real cheap or something. I don't know. Like I I think I don't know how that's gonna. And then, but as consumers, you know this too, right? Like you, yeah. how many ch- streaming ch- like people are you paying for? All of them. Yes. All of them. Oh. Every single some I don't even know what it is. Yeah. Like. <laughs> And I got kids, so it's like, oh, oh man, double. now I got to get Peacock because there's some movie on it. And I got to get this. I got this. Like, yep. I'm like, kids, sorry, no Apple Plus. And I, I haven't seen Ted Lasso because I'm like, I ha- I'm, not, I'm holding out on Apple Plus. I don't know why. Do you love your kids that much <laughs> that you're willing to give up Ted Lasso? No, but my point, my larger point is that like, maybe there is a lot of money to be made there because maybe right. you make enough deals with everyone and there's eight and maybe all of a sudden you realize you're paying for the Yankees in three different ways. It's just, it's, it's monopoly money. Uh, obviously the elephant in the room is the lockout. Um, I think I yeah. saw something today. This morning's meeting was really, really short. Um, how do you explain or, or can you explain simply who wants what, who's fighting for what at this point? So the way that they had they collectively bargained last year, the, the big carrot was free agency. And so that's how I was explaining explaining that like you make 500,000 here and then you make a little bit of money in between. And then when you become a free agent, that's when you get the big day, big payday because there's no cap. You know, it's, it's, it's yeah. you know, feeding frenzy, right? Yep. You can get 325 like Carlos Correa. What they found is uh, you know, they found is that what ends up happening is uh, teams have now just, you know, done the math and realized that peak age in baseball is 26 or 27. Most of these Ouch. guys that are free agents are coming in after peak. And so for the large part, unless you're Bryce Harper, unless you're Carlos, you know, Carlos Cray or, or Corey Seager, unless you're the very top, it doesn't make sense to buy these free agents. And so you have some teams like the Tampa Bay Rays who, who, who buy like two free agents a year for like 10 million and that's it. They're done. Uh, right. you know, and you, and basically the nerds and, you know, I count myself as one, but like the nerds that said, Hey, the $500,000 player, that's the one you want. Yeah. <laughs> you know? More right? of those. Like buy um, low. Yeah. So, um, so what's happened is that free agency has been okay for the very top, but it's been really hard on the, 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 the smaller deals, the three for thirties, the, the guys that you kind of want to be average, like Kyle Seeger, just, uh, this, the Mariner said he's, he wasn't worth $20 million this year, but he's like a, you know, 33 year old above average third baseman, you know? So like, he's going to get like a one year deal from somebody. Uh, right. and that's, that's the type of player that gets really hurt. And so baseball feels that like there are teams that are not spending, like, like I mentioned the Rays and the Pirates and stuff. Uh, and then, uh, that the free agency has not become the carrot that it used to be. So what they really want to do is get people to free agency earlier. So they're younger or, uh, do something about that 500,000, make it double that minimum salary. So it's a million or, you know, do get them paid more early in their career when they're better. 
Um, that's the that's the closer to the NBA model. Then. Yeah, something like that. But the the one problem is the players don't have like it's always a negotiation. Like, what are you going to give me, right? And sure. the, the the big thing that the players can give the owners is um, an expanded playoffs. And okay. you know, I, I watch basketball. I love basketball, and I will say that the first round or two of basketball, I feel like man, some of these teams are not good. Right. Why are we doing this? It's a (laughs) lot. This is awful. It's like a month and a half, you know? (laughs) Like, can we just cut the first part out? (laughs) And the other part that happens, and this doesn't happen as much in basketball because I I, I just think it's like a five, you have five starters. I don't know what, this basketball is a different sport. But in baseball, I think what will happen is if they expand it to 14 or 16 teams, the, the, you wouldn't want to really be that good. This is why I think it's, basketball is less random, I think. If you have the best team in basketball, you're probably getting to the finals. You right. know what I mean? But in baseball, if you have the best team, like the Dodgers last year, you could lose in the first round. There's there's a little bit more randomness in baseball. Which so almost I, makes it more exciting, but I, yeah, I also see the argument. Okay. But but, but the, what, how that would be bad for players is teams will be like, eh, you know, we have a pretty good team. You know? Right. But we're probably in the top 14. We'll probably, we don't need to buy another free agent. So who has the actual leverage right now? Well, the owners are going to are going to lock out first. Uh but the players uh, supposedly have been saving up their uh, union dues, basically, have been uh, their licensing fees that they gather, gather as a union. They've been basically uh, saving them away. So, uh, you know, I thought that what happened the last couple of years nationally, just with COVID and everything, that everyone had hurt so much that they would be willing to come to the table um, and try to, to hammer out a deal. And there is still some of that energy. But I will say that the owners keep coming up with these crazy um, proposals that I think are probably angering the players. Like the the last proposal said they would lower the luxury tax, you know, and everyone's like, but it should have been higher. It should have been higher. Like it should have been way higher. It hasn't gone up enough. You know, why right. are you now trying to lower it? <laughs> so, you know, every time every time they talk to each other, it's like they're just shouting past each other. They're just it doesn't seem like they're really engaging yet. So so when they lock out. Which is what does the cutoffs December? Oh, wow, that's tomorrow. Yeah, wow, tomorrow. I just did some math in my head. A calendar. Like virtually, yeah, it's guaranteed that they'll lock out. So the players, so, so they'll players lock out. Lock so out. Then they're not what? allowed to go to facilities. They're not allowed okay. to, you know, they're when not you say allowed to negotiate saving, anymore. Like, what do you mean they've been, like individually they've been saving? Like that? No, that's I think a, the union as a as a group. And they've said that's our strategy. Like we know this is coming. That's such a. What a crazy way to do business to have. Well, to I think I think it'll be like way. we can help, like like we can help anybody because if you have a union, you have like your like the union leadership will be the high paid ones. Max Scherzer, you know, a lot of you have a right. lot of like high paid stars who are union leadership. Um, but if you can if you can keep the band together, right? Because the 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 ones on the five hundred thousand dollar deal will be like, man, I ran out of money. Like, you know, yeah. can we get back to work? Uh, I think what you can do is have this buffer and be like, we can help anybody who needs to get through anything. Uh, we've, we've saved this money up. So, so is there a little stimulus package, a little bit of a way, yeah, and a little guys. bit of a way to keep the, the, the poor and the richer together as a union. <laughs> this is uh, so, so, so kubaya. Yeah. Isn't that, isn't that <laughs> nice? How long, how long do you predict? Like how long is this thing going to last when it starts? Well, the big uh, the big moment is February, February 1st or so, because they have to get a deal into place so that spring can start in March 1st or so. 
okay. so uh, you know we're gonna find out pretty quickly. Uh, you know, if we start hearing like they're getting close to an agreement in January, then 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 they'll be fine. If we hear nothing uh, all the way through January, then I think we're gonna miss some time. When they have 30-minute meetings, like was reported earlier today, it just makes it sound so contentious. Is that just posturing, or is it really that tense yeah. in that? That's another thing that's going to really suck about writing about baseball for the next <laughs> few months is there's like a lot of leaking on both sides and a lot of posturing to like kind of make yeah. people look bad and make this look bad. or you know. And they also will dice numbers to like, you know, like, oh, you know, like the players can't, you know, claim they're poor because – you know, we just gave them a, a billion dollars in contracts, you know, just see that. Uh, but then the players could say, well, how can you claim you're poor? You just gave us a billion dollars in contracts. Exactly. <laughs> okay, first. But they'll, they'll all play it out, you know, out there. Uh, and, you know, we're kind of trying to you try to figure out what the truth is uh, through all of it. But. So this has been shocking to me. I don't, the, the empty seat thing has been something that's plagued my mind for so long. I mean, I used I used to we used to mock the fact that every baseball stadium was empty in any given game during the year. And now I find out, like, at the end of the day, that really doesn't matter. It's just bad optics, but it's. It I mean, matter. it is the difference between some of the big market, like the big spenders and the little spenders is that it would be the local TV deal and then how many turnstile and then how, like, the Yankees will sell, you know, they sell right. merchandise in, like, Korea, you know. So, uh, you know, that's why the Yankees, the Yankees could afford, like, a $400 million payroll every year. Right, but they're just... Well, and, and but that, that's another thing about the luxury tax thing. It's not just monetarily, you know, bad for them. What they end up start doing is losing draft picks. Um, and then once you start losing draft picks, you're like, well, we want to have those cheap players, those cheap, good players. So, you know, we're not going over luxury tax, not necessarily because we can't afford to pay the taxes because we don't want to lose the draft picks. Gotcha. So I think, you know, I think that actually doing away with some of those, those things could do, could be really good for players too. So there, you know, there's a lot of things they can do, but the only thing they really have to give is expanded playoffs. That's not a lot. That's not a ton. And if you give it, you know, how much are you shooting yourself in the foot with that? Right. I think that's going to be regret time very shortly after. Um, Or or they could, you know, they could look at other sports and like be like, let's do a cap floor situation. Well, that seems to be, again, that's a logical choice and a logical fix. But I just can't imagine everyone wanting that. Why would you? Yeah, the players don't really want it. It's possible. And the main thing is that, you know, I don't know if this is true in other sports, but like, you know, the baseball owners make a lot of money off of the team that's not off of the team. They, they do a lot of like real estate deals. I guess, you know, I'm sure that's, you know, everyone does yeah. that. But baseball also had this thing where they had like a digital component, MLBAM, and they spun that off and it was billions. It was like a couple billion dollars for their owners. But the players okay. never got a cent of that because it wasn't baseball related. It was like right, a digital right. project that they all did. Brilliant. Um, right. Yeah. And so they're like, well, you know, we don't trust you. You know, if you do a cap and floor, you have to trust the ownership that you're like, okay, here's how much you guys make. We get 50% of it. You know, then we can disperse it and cap and floor and do whatever you guys like. But in baseball, there's no trust that like, oh, yeah, that's actually how much you guys make. Does anyone really trust their boss, though? I mean, really? <laughs> like at the end of the day, like <laughs> I mean, I get it. There's just so much more transparent, but yeah, <laughs> <right>. <laughs> no offense. Yeah. Um, no. All right, we're taking a really quick break because um, we're going to come back and just do a rapid, like it's true false. Okay. Good. Yeah. Okay. Okay, this is going to be good. Okay. All right, the first one's obviously. So it's basically um, it's a true false home run foul ball. 
I think it's pretty self-explanatory. <laughs> right. So we're back. We're going to play a little home run foul ball. That's our cute way of saying true or false. Mm. Um, I've got 10 things in front of me. So first one, you kind of answered, but we're going to do it anyways. Uh, players will be locked out at midnight Wednesday. Home run. That means true, right? Home run. Oh, yeah, that, yeah, yeah, that means it's true. Okay, that one's easy. Um, yeah. Someone will sign a billion with a B dollar deal in the next five years. False. I don't think we're quite there yet. The but you thought about it. I thought about it. I thought about it. I mean, we've got we've got guys that are at the four hundred. Like Trout was like at four hundred. You know, Mookie and Trout are around four hundred. <laughs> still, still a lot of work to get to a billion. But okay. But you I mean, ten years like in our will, lifetime. Will we be alive in our lifetime? Yeah, okay. Yes. <laughs> so I will be. Hopefully, I'll be like. 78 and i'll hear about it and i'll die right there of shock <laughs> like i've made it all the way to that uh, fair enough uh barry bonds oh yeah this this is who threw this in there but uh, barry bonds will make it to the hall of fame uh, foul ball man it's great oh you're just like okay well i, think you I the, the reason it makes i'm particularly mad about it is i get my hall of fame vote next year mm-hmm. and they changed the voting rules so that barry bonds falls off after 10 years instead of 15 and if right. he was still on the 15, I would get to vote for him and I would vote for him. Yeah. So I'm. Are you of the belief a, that the character part is not what we're talking about when it calls come to Halls of Fame? No, I, I it's in there. Uh, it matters, I guess. I think it's a really tough one to navigate. Uh, you know, the Kurt Very. Schilling gives us another example in a different way. Yeah. And um, I don't know exactly how to do it. But the thing that is different for me about Barry is that there was not a, a testing program in place. And mm-hmm. um, the, the test he failed was supposed to be anonymous and was leaked. And so uh, if the if the commissioner of baseball that was presiding over this, uh, that had no testing policy in place, is in the Hall of Fame. Fair enough. Then I think the players that played under him should be considered the same way. So I, I kind of draw a line between, you know, those guys and then the guys who came after them and failed actual tests. I don't know. That's I don't know if it's yeah, like an that's... actual line to draw, but it's what I've come to. I'm also pleasantly surprised you were able to make that argument without screaming or yelling and or uh, any of this. <laughs> I feel like that argument is I, people get so worked up. I've definitely um, got you, gotten a kill yourself over that. Good Lord. <laughs> yep. Oh, those are fun. A 14-team <laughs> playoff would be too many teams. Yeah. A home run for yeah. me. I think right, it's too run. many. I agree uh, with you on that. You yeah, maybe, dilute what like we're maybe watching. Maybe 12 is okay. I, I, it's weird to like draw the line there, but 14 is like basically half. I mean, yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot. I, I guess yeah. if you love, I, I don't know, you love baseball and you're saying it's too much. So yeah, I don't know who that's I for. Want, I want the regular season to matter. If it doesn't matter, then we, then it's 162 games of just like, let's get to the playoffs. <laughs> right. That's a long time of just waiting, yeah. postponing life. All yeah. right. Um, more playoff teams means more games, which, yeah. Right, yeah. yeah, that's yeah. true. Okay, yeah, but so of course the owners want that. But it, um, oh, but it, uh, if you mean if it means more regular season games, yeah, I think that players may want to push back on that uh, and mean, go to like 154 mean? used to be a number, um, and, and that would make sense. Honestly, I've done some research that suggests that we know almost uh, after 80 games which the teams, the good teams and bad teams. So you're saying 82 game season. I like yeah, that. Write yeah. that down. I mean, honestly, 162. And look, do I have an attention span of a gnat? Yeah, probably. <laughs> but that is the, I cannot imagine. And I know, you know, we all have friends that do, I can't, it's grueling. It's, it's just part of why I think schedule. fantasy football is, is more popular than fantasy baseball, because you're like, oh, we do, we do this 16 <laughs> times and we're done, you know? 
That's it. I think about it once a week, maybe yeah. twice, and then I'm done for it. Yeah, yeah, and, no, I and, can't. And, and some happier teams you can stop thinking about after a while. <laughs> exactly. You're like, okay, I'm done. Um, yeah. You know more about beer than baseball. Uh, foul ball. I, I did run a beer magazine. And uh, it is a, uh, uh, I guess I, I'm going to call it a hobby here. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best thing I've ever heard. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay, babe. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just out here with my hobby friends. My hobbyist okay. friends. Doing hobby stuff. We're Don't just, worry about it. We're just tasting it. <laughs> hobby. Drinking beer. Okay. So wait, but you were, that, is it close? Because there was hesitation on that one as well. I mean, I started a so I used to write at Fangraphs, right, which is like a, yeah. a nerdy a baseball site. I I started a site called Beer Graphs that had like nerdy beer numbers on it. Like, are you are you for or against all this fancy craft stuff? I, I'm I'm into it. Yeah, you're into it. Yeah. Do you get mad when people think it's I do like not the purest? I do not get mad. At, I don't get. I, I, no, I don't get mad at people who are like I like Coors Light. I'm like okay. Specifically, a lot of people <laughs> like Coors Light. No, a lot of people like the big beers. Like, there's a lot they sell way more than the craft beers. So like, when I used to drink a lot of beer or more beer than now, I, I didn't mind a Coors Light. And mm-hmm. I know people made fun of it, and I was like, I'm not sure why I'm making fun of it. That's my choice of the in. of the big ones, anyway. Of the big guy, yeah, I'm in. I'm in. Uh, hot dogs being replaced with chicken tenders in hot dog buns at games. Uh, but I mean, you're you're. Uh, it's cool. I I'll, I love anything. Like throw some jam on it. Throw some whatever you're gonna do. Bacon and whatever. I, I will try any of that stuff because I love yes. weird foods. But I will have to just point out, from a health perspective, you're breading something and then putting it on bread. Right. So it's a it's bit a of sandwich. a bread sandwich. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think America could stand to gain a few more pounds. <laughs> Uh, okay. <laughs> like as, as I sit here going, I'm drinking tea to not be hungry. Okay. Eat this bread on bread and then drink my bread. Bread sandwich. Well, some restaurant, Panera has a mac and cheese, grilled cheese. I was like, this is macaroni and cheese in between two pieces of bread. <laughs> I, I don't know if it's brilliant or gross. I, I haven't decided yet. Um, United States dominating baseball in the Olympics. Uh, foul ball. Uh, we don't send our, our best usually. Um, and, uh, what ends up happening is Japan and, uh, Dominican Republic have really, really good teams any given year. And if they send their best and we don't necessarily send our best, they will beat us. Do you guys want to play in the Olympics for the U S is that a thing that's coveted or no? They do, but their uh, baseball has not made it uh, very friendly. The rules very friendly. So if you're on the 40 man roster for a major league team, you're not eligible. So gotcha. we can basically only send our best prospects. And if they're our very best prospects, we're not going to send them. Like teams are just yes. like, they just don't see it as important enough to, to send their best players to maybe get injured. It's not very patriotic, but okay. Uh, old stadiums should be national monuments that should never be torn down. Uh, as long as you allow them to, you know, be renovated and updated. Um, I'm kind of into that. I, I like Fenway. I like Wrigley. The one problem is like the concessions aren't great because they have right. very it's very small and sometimes it gets crowded and it, like the bathrooms are crappy and like you're <laughs> you, like you get you get real crowded real quick. So I, I would like to find some middle ground there that's neither a home run nor a foul ball where like, yes, but can we update them and make them bigger? Yeah, I agree because there are beautiful older hotels, but you still have to stay with the game like otherwise. <laughs> Nobody, want, no one wants to stay there. Yeah. Uh, Oracle, this is, I, by the way, this is definitely not mine. Oracle Park is still the best baseball stadium. 
<laughs> Definitely not mine. <laughs> uh, I had them in the top three in beer. I think in food, they're probably <laughs> top five. They're top three in looks. So, like, I mean, I don't know who, who's going to go up against them with all those things. Uh, Seattle can hang with them with beer and food, probably. Yeah. Sandy, uh, I would say Petco. Okay. Uh, Petco is one of the big challengers because they've got great beer, great food, and it's. I think it looks pretty nice. Oh, my God. Um, Camden Yards looks really nice, but the beer and the food, Yankee Stadium beer and food is awful. Like bottom, get your game up. It's so bad. How can it be bad? It's New York. Like, how is that not the best one? I think when we ramp back up after COVID, I think City could have a a chance. I think City is beautiful. It has really good beer when they are running full bore, and some of the food is good. I mean, they have, yeah, they have good food. Love how serious you get about the food and the beer. That's like my favorite thing ever. That's I judge everything on that. The that's, food, That's especially. where I start. <laughs> that, that is the best thing of all time. All right, we, we're taking a quick break, but we're literally coming back to say goodbye. So don't think that I'm keeping you much longer, I promise. Right. And we're back. We're just wrapping things up. Eno Saris had a great nickname in high school. I won't share it because it's not mine to share. But I'm just so happy that I <laughs> now know bl- it. You'll have, to, you'll have to beep it out. <laughs> Yeah, right. They said, the I could say, like, yeah, they said I could say one bad word. And by the way, that's a science word anyways. Oh, that's um, right. I want to just right. thank you. Thank you for tolerating me and my, I just want to try to understand this once and for all. So I, I hope I helped. I don't, I don't get it. No, you did. And it's also been a pleasure to virtually meet you. And, you know, we're coworkers now. So that had to happen. That's right. All the way from uh, the K show to here. Ah, uh, look at us. Yeah. Look at us. <laughs> all right. That's it for today. We'll be back whenever. Friday. 